Hey, my name's Abby Murphy, and you're listening to That's Life Podcast, where we go through the transitions of life and talk about how to do it through a Christian lens. I'm so happy that you're here. If you want to go ahead and skip past the life update portion of the podcast, you can go ahead and skip to 11 minutes and 40 seconds, roughly, and if you want to go ahead and get into the main message, then go to about 12 minutes and 30 seconds. But if not, the intro music's about to play. I'm so happy that you're here, and keep on listening. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the pod. My name is Abby Murphy, and I am in a good mood. I just had a matcha latte. Well, it wasn't a matcha latte, but it has like matcha in it. And I finally weaned myself off of having caffeine every day from all the camps that I've been doing. But okay, now you're probably thinking, Abby, matcha has caffeine in it. Yes, however, not that much. I don't think. I think it's like the equivalent to like a decaf cup of coffee, which is I drink decaf. So this is basically the same thing. I'm feeling on fire right now. Uh, well, actually I'm really cold. Like the hairs on my arms. I don't, oh my gosh. I don't know if you can see if you're watching on YouTube, but my gooseys are like popping and the hairs on my arms are levitating. Dab. Anyways. Okay. Um, Welcome. If you're new, I am so happy that you stumbled across this podcast. You are meant to be here. You're supposed to be here. Please do not turn off. This was not a coincidence that you're here, and I'm so excited to have you join the hashtag for lifers, for lifer squad, for lifer fam, five ever. Lots of numbers. I'm not good with numbers, but I like to talk, and that's why I'm your host of the That's Life pod, where we talk about the transitions of life and how to go through it with a Christian background, Christian lens, and God is our foundation in everything that we do. I'm so happy that you're here, and today we're going to be talking about the creation story. So if you guys don't know, I've been kind of on like a self-guided Bible plan of rereading all of the stories that we were told as children if you grew up in the Christian church. Um, They teach in Sunday school all these really popular Bible stories with like colorful pictures and ways to remember it and songs, but I'm going back and rereading all of these uh, to kind of like re-spark or find things within the story that speak to me in a different way now that I'm an I I mean, I technically am an adult, but like not like actually an adult. I'm 19, so like I basically am an adult, but not like adult adult, but same difference. I'm older, wiser, mentally I'm like 45. So, anyways, um, yeah, we're going to be talking about the creation story today. I did this with my mom, this little Bible study yesterday, and we read the first three chapters and it goes through like everything that God created in all the seven days, um, all the way, starting there, all the way to Adam and Eve, spoiler alert, disobeying God and becoming sinful people because we are destined to be human. That's just how we are. Um, but yeah, I'm going to talk all about that today, but first we're going to go into a little life update. So life update number one, (laughs) sorry, headphone users, Peter's coming to town. I'm going to pick him up in two hours. It's 1130 right now. Ow. My eye is like itching. Okay. Anyways, 
I'm going to pick him up right now, well, or in two hours, and his flight lands at three, and then we'll come back, we'll go to Color War, hence why I'm wearing the white shirt. Jesus hands, praise the Lord, if you can't see on the pod. I forget that, like, the, the listeners can't see me now that a camera's staring at my face, so I, like, I forget. But I'm wearing a white shirt with prayer hands on it. Shout out Crossland Community Church. We got this at high school camp. High school camp was amazing. That's my next life update. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pick up Peter and then we're going to go to the color war tonight and then do whatever. Um, and then I'll be with him for the next couple of weeks. And next week's episode is going to be with Lil Pete. And we're going to talk about all about relationships. So if you want to get your questions in, I put a couple polls out here and there, but I really haven't got like too many responses. So if you want to put more questions in there, please do so. I'll put another um, like little poll where you can ask questions and they're anonymous. The only person that sees the questions are me and I write them down in a book. I don't tell anyone and then I just delete everything that I saw, but I have the questions written down. So I don't share any information or anything. Um, but these questions, like, I really like to get feedback because I want people to listen to what they want to hear. And so this next episode is going to be a boy's perspective on questions that girls have always wanted to ask guys and vice versa for me as well. So with that being said, go head over to at the that's life pod on Instagram. You can see all the things on my stories, all the things on, uh, the Instagram, Lots of Bible studies are posted on there. Lots of interaction. Everything happens there. And I've kind of been going on a new little theme with the podcast. And it's kind of a vibe. So, anyways. Kids camp. Or not kids camp. High school camp. So, I went to high school camp last week with Crossland. And it was amazing. And two of my girls in my cabin got saved. Hallelujah. And I'm so excited. So, hi girls. If you're listening, I love you. Um... It was awesome just to see leadership and curiosity and this like childlike faith that I so easily forget because I tend to overthink everything and overanalyze everything and to a certain extent I probably did that with the creation story as well but I just like to like really just dig deep in and find like everything I can like really wring the towel out with water like you know what I'm saying like I really just like to just go all in sometimes I forget like at the end of the day it really is like one of my girls said when she got safe she was like I just reached out to him and asked him and I was like it's really that simple like that childlike faith of like just reach out to him just talk to him like that is how you build this relationship with the Lord and what I've been finding over the past couple of weeks I've been really really trying to be the best Christian I can but I've been trying to do that from my own actions and it clicked at kids camp that like or at high school camp that it's not about me doing the things in order to be the best Christian I can like yeah maybe my heart is in the right place but like really it's not because at the end of the day, Jesus is alongside of us and we don't need to say, oh, what can I do to allow you to love me, Father? It's, you already love me, Father, so 
help me fix my eyes on you and everything that I do so that you can guide me to do what I need to do rather than help me choose things to do to get closer to you. It's I've accepted you. We are close. Now let's go through this together. So that was kind of like something that being with those girls showed me. It was just beautiful and high school camp was awesome and it's I've I've this is the first summer where I've been the leader of the high schoolers because I was the high schooler so I was like leading middle schoolers or um kids and it's so crazy to like see a bunch of these seniors about to go to college and be like wow that was me last year it's just weird it's weird and it's beautiful but it's also like there's some stuff you just can't explain like you just you can get all the advice that you need but you're not going to get all the advice that like applies to you. Like there's some stuff you just have to go through and that's just how it is. Like you're just going to have to go through it. Um, the only person who really knows is God and that's where I'm going to leave that. Um, another life update. I go to the beach on Sunday. (laughs) I'm so excited to go to the beach. Um, that's pretty much it. I'm just going to the beach. Like that's whatever. That's pretty much it with this life update. I think, um, I don't know. Oh, I do know. So for the people that aren't watching on YouTube right now, this is my sweet little mug with a straw in it. Allow me to take a sip. Ah, ASMR for you today. Maybe I should start an ASMR Jesus channel. Anyways, this is not just your ordinary water, friends. This is water mixed with Miralax. For those of you that don't know, Miralax is a laxative. If you don't know what a laxative is, ask your parents. For those of you that are familiar with the laxative lifestyle, that's where I'm at right now. I'm a little scared because my doctor told me to go on it for like two to three weeks, but I'm kind of like, um, scared to be on it for that long because Peter looked it up and apparently you're not supposed to go on it for more than a week, but doctor's orders and they know more than the internet does. So yeah, but I will say TMI, if you don't want to listen to this right now, but It makes my farts smell so bad. So bad. Like, horrid. Like, horrid is the only word that I can use to describe. Like, it's actually almost unbearable. Like, it's horrible. I don't even, like, there's not a word to describe truly the stench of the experience of the air post Miralax let go of thy gas action had that happen anyways on that note let's talk about Jesus so how we do things here if you're new is we start in with a life update then go to a prayer and then the main message so now it's time for that prayer portion if you would like to go ahead close your eyes bow your head put your hands together raise your hands up keep your eyes open do whatever you want if you're running walking driving i encourage you not to close your eyes 
Anyways, let's go ahead and open up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I invite you into this space. I invite you to um, guide me in what you want me to say and help me remember that I'm not speaking for personal gain, but I'm speaking for the gain of the kingdom. Um, I pray that my words are yours and that I'm just simply the vessel to share the message of what you want people to hear listening. I thank you for the listener that uh, is listening through headphones or through a speaker or whatever they're doing, wherever they're coming from, mentally, physically, emotionally. I pray for their well-being and I pray for their mind to be cleared to hear this message today, how you want to speak to them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, I uh, have a whole page of notes here. It's kind of like one of my cuter pages of notes. I have to give myself a little bit of props because this is kind of a cute page of notes. Um, I'll probably end up posting it, honestly, just so that people can see it. <laughs> Once again, shameless plug at the That's Life Pod. But I'm just going to walk through the first three chapters of Genesis. So if you want to go ahead and turn into your Bible, literally it's the very first page and the words start with in the beginning. And that is the first chapter. The book is called Genesis. So the Bible, for those of you that don't know, the Bible is uh, broken up into an Old Testament and a New Testament. Old Testament being the first half of the Bible, a little over half of the Bible um, of before Jesus, B.C., and then the New Testament is when Jesus was there on the, there. So, yeah, that's the only word I would really use to describe it. Um, and anyways, um, and then within the Old Testament and the New Testament, there are books, uh, Genesis, Exodus, so on and so forth of the New Testament. And then Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts of the Old Testament or of the New Testament. Sorry. The, then within each book there are chapters one two three four five however many and within each chapter there is the verse so if i say go to genesis that's the book chapter one that's the big number verse one that's the little number above each of the sentences so literally genesis chapter one first one starts with in the beginning so this is like the beginning of time like jesus created the world um and so i have on it's just easier to scroll through don't think i'm on my phone right now if you're watching um it's just easier to scroll through on my bible app while i'm like sharing things quickly but i'm just gonna walk through this with you guys together so automatically first I had in verse three, it says, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And I thought this was beautiful because in verse two, it said that the verse or the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. Like when we think about this, like the earth, whether it's beautiful or whether it's ugly serves the same purpose for people. Like God didn't have to make the earth pretty. Like the earth is going to do the same job that it needs to do no matter what. And yet God loves us so much. He's such a good God that like he chose to make it beautiful. And so like on day one, he created the light and the dark. Day two, he separated the water from the sky. Day three, the land and the produce. Day four, the stars, moon, and the sun. Day five, sea and animals. Day six, land animals. Or day five, sea animals. Day six, land animals and humans. And then on the seventh day, he rested. And after each of these things, he said it was good. Like, it is good. This is created. 
it is good. One thing that stood out to me on day four, um, the moon and the sun, God placed in the sky to govern the light and to govern the dark. And I think that this is something which this is all interpretation, but I feel like in today's world, even like, I hate getting into politics, but it's also like something that's of importance in our world and that I think sometimes like is very misinterpreted in the Bible. But at the end of the day, like the light isn't going to be the light without the sun and the dark isn't going to be the dark without the moon. Like the night isn't going to be night without the moon. And I think so often, like, we go through a sunny day and we're like, oh, it's so hot. And oh my gosh, it's so bright. Oh my gosh, like, you know, whatever, this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, we wouldn't have daytime without the sun. And I think we can apply this (laughs) to politics. And it sounds crazy, but it's like, at the end of the day, like, yeah, we can sit here and complain about this, that, and the other. And how oh, we wish that the weather would be better or we wish that it wouldn't be as sunny or we wish that this law or this thing or this whatever. At the end of the day, like, we wouldn't be a society and we would be literally insane if we didn't have, the like, a government official leading us. And so, like, whatever your views are on, oh, I like summer better, oh, I like winter better, oh, I like this person better, I like this person better. Like, at the end of the day, like we need that government. So don't, don't base your opinion on being led by someone. Um, don't let that cloud your appreciation for the leadership that God has given us. And I think that that just kind of stood out. That isn't really like the main message of today, but I just, it was just, it just kind of like popped into my mind and I thought, well, maybe I should share it in some way because maybe it could be beneficial for someone. Um, anyways, so verse 26, it says, let me read it. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. So verse 26 says, Um, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals and the small animals that scurry along the ground. The main part of what I focused on in this verse is the beginning where it says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. So from the very beginning, God is, God knew, like he's speaking as the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So if you don't know what the Holy Trinity is, it's three in one. This idea of three in one um, basically is the Holy Spirit living inside of you, God, the Lord of the universe, and Jesus, the man who walked on the earth as God in human form. And I just think it's crazy that like we can just read over that verse and just brush over it. But like the real fact is like God had that plan from the very beginning of time. Like, from the very beginning of when he created the earth, he was speaking to, like, the three in one. Like, he knew Jesus. Like, Jesus wasn't an idea later. Like, God had this whole plan. And going through our lives, we can lose sight of, like, God's got it figured out. Even from the beginning of time. Like, God knows. And it's beautiful. Um, Yeah. Anyways, and then after each day... God said, or like after each day, God created something and then it said evening passed and morning came. 
this is showing that like everything would rest every day like even the sun rests you know what I mean like because then the moon comes out like us as humans are not meant to be robots us as humans are not meant to go 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 on the seventh day Jesus or God God rested like even God rested so if God can rest then why do I think I'm good enough to just go 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 like why do I think I'm better than him that I can just pack my day full and just skip out on this rest like who am I to think I'm better than God like we've got to lay down our pride and realize that like all this hustle culture in the world and all of this like you're not doing good enough unless you're stressed out to the max or unless your schedule is blah 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 like no honey sorry but even the creator of the universe rested so why do you think you're better than that And that's a message to myself, just to be like, okay, you are not meant to do this all on your own. And it's important to point out that each command that God said, he he started with let, the word let, like let there be light. Um, And so I looked up the definition of the word let, and it's to not prevent or forbid, to allow And I think this is beautiful because God wants for us. Um, So moving on, this kind of ties into chapter two. God uh, created Adam and from Adam he made Eve. And he basically told them like, you can eat from any fruit, any tree, any plant in this garden except for this one tree. And spoiler alert, they ate from the tree. But it's crazy that this creation story, us as humans, we only focus on the thing that God said not to do. And yet, even though God knew that they were going to sin against him, he still gave them all of these wonderful things. And he started with the command, let which is to not prevent or forbid. Like God is not telling them no. And yet we only focus on the one thing he said not to do in this story. And we don't focus on the let part of the story. We don't focus on the not preventing or forbidding side of God in this creation story. We only focus on don't eat from the fruit. Don't do this. Almost as if it's like a testing But God doesn't set a rule in place for Adam and Eve in order to test them. He sets the rule in place in order to protect them because he loves them so much. Because he knows if they eat from this tree, they are doomed for hell as humans. Like if they eat from this tree, he knows what is is their future of being sinful. And so he's not telling them don't eat from this fruit because he wants to see if they obey him. He's telling them don't eat from this fruit because I know, I know the plan. I know the outcome of that and I want to protect you. I want to let you enjoy this garden. I want to let you enjoy the beauty of this world that I didn't even have to place here. And yet us as humans ultimately just don't listen. Just don't listen. And it's just, it just is crazy. Like parents, if you're listening or even children, like 
if you've babysat, you would understand this kind of feeling as well. But it's, it's like, you don't set a rule in place for a child necessarily to punish them. Like, the rule is so that you don't have to punish them, really. Like, in all honesty. Because, like, like I don't set a rule before, like, a kid that I babysit unless I feel the need to, like, protect them in some way. Because, like, I am responsible for this child. Like, it is my responsibility to cherish them and to keep them safe at this time. And, like, ultimately, God is our ultimate guardian. Like, he wants to keep us safe. He wants to let us enjoy these things. But without rules, we're just going to stumble and we're just going to fall. Like, if I tell a kid, hey, don't stick a knife in the toaster while it's on, it's not because I'm punishing them for something they've done. It's because I know they're gonna get electrocuted if they stick a knife in the toaster while it's on but in the child's mind like they're so young and naive they just don't they don't understand they don't get that this is out of prevention for harming yourself they think they've done something wrong um and so I feel like that's how Adam and Eve are feeling especially when they're being tempted. But we'll dive into that a little bit more as we go on. Uh, Still in chapter one, another verse that I wanted to point out was verse 27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. At the end of the day, God created us how he wants us to be created. And society tells us we need to change that. Um, Society tells us we need to follow how we feel. Society tells us we need to change our appearance, look a certain way. Social media um, plays such a big role in this as well. And we idolize what the world says about us. We idolize all of these human uh, compliments and human like assurances, I guess, of, um, for a lack of a better word, of like how we should look or how we should feel. But like God created us how we are supposed to be created. And God created us in his image, male and female. And at the end of the day, that's what the Bible preaches. And so I have to preach what the Bible preaches. Um, and that is, that is the core foundation of our, our belief as Christians is the Bible. Um, we're filled with the breath of life from Jesus. We are made in his image to be like him. And that plays out through the rest of these chapters as well. So moving on into chapter two, um, verse 16 and 17 kind of pinpoint what I targeted earlier of that God gives us rules because he loves us. So verse 16 says, but the Lord warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die right then and there. Like God knows the outcome. Like he knows what's going to happen. And he tells them, And he tells them the honest truth. And yet the serpent that uh, resides or I guess lives in this tree tells them basically God's not telling the truth. Um, In in, uh, chapter 2, it talks about how it's not good for man to be alone. And God sees that Adam is alone. And so from Adam, he made Eve. So I wrote down here, both are equal, but Eve was made from Adam. Therefore, man should lead. Either either without each other is incomplete. However, 
they it wouldn't have happened without God's hand at the center of it. So there's a lot to unpack here. Um, going on into chapter three, after uh, I'm kind of like jumping the gun here, but after Adam and Eve sin and eat the apple, um, God basically tells uh, Adam as a punish or Eve as a punishment um, that she's going to try to rule over her husband, but because they were sinful and, and human, um, man is going to lead over the woman. And we in society lose sight of that. And I don't, I'm not sitting here saying like I promote, oh, the woman should stay home and make a sandwich and be ready for the man and just do whatever he tells her. Like, no, marriage and partnership is a partnership. Like you should both equally do your part in the relationship and not one person should idolize the other person in any way. But what I'm saying is like in decisions, in things like ladies find a man that leads because ultimately the woman was made from the man. Like the woman would not be here without man being made first. That's just how it is. Um, However, if the woman was not there, for the man, the man, it would not be good. Um, and it would not be, I don't want to say, I don't know if like, like singleness, I'm trying to like think out loud here because I really don't know the answer to this, but like singleness is God ordained as well. Like singleness is, is good in God's eyes as well. But I guess what I'm trying to say is like God said everything was good after he created it and yet when he saw that Adam was alone he said it was not good so then he made Eve then he said it was good so I guess what I'm trying to say here is like just because in the Bible it talks a lot about like woman serving the man that doesn't mean that like man is good without the woman you know like we play a huge role in this partnership um and it is equal, but it's not a half and half equal. It's a three-way equal, um, which is why at the end I wrote, it wouldn't have happened without God as the center. Like this partnership wouldn't have been created unless God put Adam to sleep, took his rib and made Eve. And so it's a beautiful thing of like, this This is a, a I hate saying a three-way relationship because that sounds like, like gross, but like it's a three-way relationship between man, woman, and God. And uh that's that's how it should be and ultimately when they lost sight of the lord in this creation story that's when they fell so moving on to genesis 3 the question that i have it's the only question that i really wrote down in my notes because i write down genuine questions when i just like don't understand things or like just am confused about things because i still am confused about things but my question that i don't have answered is If God made everything, why did God make the serpent? Because the serpent ultimately was the one that tempted Eve to eat from the truth, from the life of uh, good and evil. So that's like my pondering question. And uh, when I figure it out, I'll let you know. But uh, be marinating on that and ask the people in your church. That's usually what I do. I just go to the people of my church and we talk about it. Um, But yeah. That's going to be something that I talk about with my people soon. So I'll get back to you on that. Um, Verses 1 through 4. 
is all about temptation, persuasion, and peer pressure. Uh, and basically there's the serpent in the tree that's like, did God really say, he's talking to Eve and he's like, did God really say you couldn't eat this fruit? Like, like, why is he telling you this? And just saying all of these things that are very tempting and honestly very believable because he's like, if you eat from this, like you're going to have wisdom. And like, I feel like that's like this world. Like if you do this, you're going to feel right. And if you do this, you're going to find your way here. And if you have this drug or watch this sexual video or see this, then you're going to feel calm or you're going to feel relieved. Or you're going to feel satisfied. Or if you go hang out with these people, you're going to feel popular and popularity equals satisfaction. Like all of these lies that ultimately seem believable and I think what what Eve did wrong in this situation because like saying oh like if you eat from this tree you're gonna have wisdom wisdom's a good trait like satisfaction is a good trait like these are all good traits and ultimately like our intentions are good like like Eve wants to be wise. Like it talks about how important wisdom is in the Bible. However, if Eve, before she ate from this tree, would have asked God for the truth, then none of this would have happened because Eve ultimately ate whatever fruit it was. I always say apple because I just associate it as an apple. Um, but it could have been, who knows, a pineapple. I don't know. An old watermelon, bite into a watermelon rind for all I know, Eve. Um, but what I'm saying here is like, this serpent was like, Eve, this, 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 this. And she was like, oh, okay, I want to be wise. So she eats the fruit. But if she would have talked to God about this verse, because God, or about this, this temptation, because God was so present in this garden, like God was there and they knew God was there. And yet she forgot or just tried to hide the fact or ultimately just didn't ask God like hey is this the truth and if she would have just asked him like if she would have just asked him then this wouldn't have happened it's just mind-blowing to me that I can sit here and be like oh my gosh it's so easy for her to just ask him and yet every day I don't Every day I'm doing exactly, if every day I'm Eve, like literally every day, like God is right there. All I have to do is ask. And yet I don't for why, for what reason? Like, why am I not asking God? He's literally right next to me. He's living inside of me as the Holy Spirit. Like, and yet I just, I forget. I get distracted. I don't want to face the answer that I that my gut is telling me probably is the answer I'm going to receive. Whatever your reason is for not asking God, like why? Because if it's the truth from him, ultimately it's going to result in what is right for your life. What is right for the plan in that protection. Because we can't forget like God is a let God. Like he wants to allow these things. God doesn't want to say no. But when we go against the restriction, that's the only thing that's highlighted. Like, 
even if you think about like a testimony, like which a testimony is how you met Jesus, how you accepted Jesus into your life. But I feel like so often we focus so much on like our before part of our testimony with Christ that we almost forget that like the part of the testimony that's important is your life with Christ. And yet like I've fallen victim of this, but like I focus so much on like, oh, I had an eating disorder. Oh, I was really sad. Oh, like I hated God, but then I found God and now I'm happy. But it's almost like, why am I focusing so much on like the before? Why am I focusing so much on the part where I was disobeying God in order to like have sympathy for myself or to make the story seem better or to make the story seem more relatable? Like my testimony is not for me. My testimony is not to feel strong in myself. My testimony is not even to inspire inspire others with my story necessarily the point of a testimony is to tell people how good Jesus is the point of a testimony the point of your story is to bring glory to Jesus and I realized this when I was at camp and I was like I want to go out and tell everybody in the field that I'm in about Jesus but like the musical theater world is not really a Christian driven world so like people are gonna hate me and then the people who I was talking to were like okay, so, and I was like, huh, because telling Jesus, the story of Jesus is not for the gain of myself, like, do nothing out of selfish ambition, selfish gain, like, I'm telling people about Jesus because I want to bring glory to the kingdom, but I can't sit here and tell, talk on a podcast about Jesus or tell people about Jesus with the motivation of just trying to feel better within myself. Like you can't, that's not, that's not how it works. That's just not how it is. And it's so easy to fall into that trap because I found myself in that trap of, oh, I'm going to do a podcast and tell people about Jesus and you know, it's really hard to keep your mind focused on this is for God, this is for God, this is for God. Because just like Eve, it's like we want to do things for ourselves. Like we want to be wise for ourselves that we forget to ask God if the wisdom that we want to receive is truly true wisdom. Um, yeah, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. And then even right after Eve sins, in verse 21, uh, it says... And the Lord made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. So ultimately, Adam and Eve try to run from God and hide the sin. But God sees everything. God knows all. And so Adam and Eve this whole time have been naked but unashamed. And then the minute that they sin and they know that God has seen them, they're ashamed that they're naked. And so God, you know, tells them, like, this is what's, this is what's happened because of what you've done. Um, and immediately after that, he protects them with clothing and he creates a protection and a security for them because he's still a let God. He still wants to protect. He doesn't want to prevent them from living a life. Um, I wrote, although we deserve worse, God still protects, loves, and cares for us right when we sin. It's just, it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. And even at the end of it, like, God wants us. He wants us. Verse 22, it says, Then the Lord God said, Look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out, take fruit from the tree of life, and eat it? 
then they will live forever. So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden and sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. After sending them out, the Lord God stationed mighty cherub, cherubim, I, I don't know what that is, to the east of the Garden of Eden. And then he placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. God gives us a choice to choose him. Like, even after they sinned, he was like, well, what, like, what if this happens? What if we do this? How can, how can I still live with my children? How can I still be with my creations, even though their choices ultimately have made them doomed for hell? Um, and that's why Christians say, like, if we don't accept Christ, we're going to hell. Because of this choice, this here choice and yet God so graciously is like I want to live with my children I want to let them enjoy eternity with me forever but he gives us the choice to do it because he loves us so much so the last thing I want to point out about this and it's what I just read um, in chapter 22 then the Lord God said look the human beings have become like us knowing both good and evil I think that it's crazy how this whole story can happen and yet it ties right back to the beginning of creation because it says look the human beings have become like us and in the very beginning in the first chapter it says that uh let verse 26 chapter one let us make human beings to be like us and it's almost as if it's like foreshadowing that this would happen because God knows both good and evil, right? Like, that's why he told Adam and Eve, don't eat from this tree because you will go to hell. Um, and yet it's like, let us create human beings to be like us. And then in this verse, verse 22, look, the humans have become like us. God knows if this doesn't show that God knows the entire plan he has for you, that he knows you'll sin, that he knows you'll fall short, I don't know what will. And I'm going to rest in the fact that my God has my entire life planned out because of he, he proves it time and time again throughout the Bible. You just have to like dig into it and you just have to look at it. And, and it's like we rest on these old stories of knowing these things and they become comfortable but when you really dig into this it like can relight a fire and like just bring back so much uh uh passion for or even like scare scaredness fear fear of the lord or just kind of like a genuine curiosity whatever the feeling that this brings back for you like it's speaking to you in some way. And what this story is telling me and hopefully some other people is like, God knows my entire plan and he knows I'm going to sin and yet he's going to protect me through it all. But like, I've got to choose that in order to be with him. And he's so gracious and he shows how gracious he is after we are so sinful and so sinful. And he sets these boundaries for us to protect us and to help us. And yet we just ignore it. We just ignore it. And we listen to the voices of this world that tell us we're going to get this temporary satisfaction or we're going to get this temporary whatever, temporary fill in the blank. The fact is that it's temporary and that ultimately the rest of our life is our choice. God gives us that choice. And so I urge you, I urge you, if you have not given up your life for Jesus Christ, 
please do it now. No, it's a very, very personal choice. However, like your relationship with Jesus should not be personal. Um, and, and I say that in a beautiful way that like, don't hide your relationship. Now, I'm not saying you have to go out and like start a podcast and tell everybody, but like, that's why we get baptized to like declare before everyone. Like it's a public declaration that you are saved by the King, by the father. Like Matthew in Matthew chapter 28 Jesus is saying, therefore go, like go and make disciples of many nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like tell people about Jesus. Like you know him, grow alongside him, but know that he's propelling you, telling you to go tell people about him and not for selfish gain, but for the gain of the kingdom. And gain of the kingdom ultimately starts from the creation story because God created this world but this world is evil and we're evil and yet he's given us that choice to choose to to choose that tree of life to live with him forever and it's beautiful and we don't deserve it deserve I said deserve deserve it we don't deserve it at all and yet he's given us that choice and we don't deserve his grace and yet he protects us with clothing clothing and he makes it for us and he designs a path for us and he specifically has designed us to each do different things and we're made in his image because we are each destined to do different things. Um, I encourage you to read these three chapters and go through it and find new things that I didn't touch on because there are so many things that you can get from this. And don't ever think that you have to have the right interpretation or the right um, answer to something in the Bible. I mean, at the end of the day, the Bible speaks facts, but these facts can be figured out and dug into to speak differently to different people. Um, So I encourage you to do that and not think like, oh, I have to know this much in order to tell people about Jesus, or I have to know this much in order to like share a message. Like, I don't know as much as you do and you don't know as much as I do. We all just know different things. Like I don't know and we're never going to know enough. Like I, I know probably just as much as the person listening, if not less, I don't know, but I'm doing what I can in the moment that I can. And like, who knows? I may listen back to this a year from now and be like, what? was I saying? But at the end of the day, it's not for my gain. It's for the Lord. And so if I'm just fixing my eyes on Jesus and doing what I can for Jesus, it doesn't matter my personal opinion or my personal feeling. Like the Bible gives us our opinions. Like we're lucky enough. We don't have to choose how we feel about certain topics. The Bible tells us how Christians should feel. The Bible tells us how we should feel. Like we have our map and our guide to life handed to us in the Bible So if we follow that, then like, even if I'm sitting here, I'm going to grow so much more in a year, but I'm not stopping myself or hindering myself or waiting for that quote unquote right time to share the gospel. There's never going to be a time where I reach a goal to where I'm able to do enough. We're never going to be able to do enough because Jesus sent his son to die on the cross for our sins, like for the entire world. Like, there's never going to be anything that amounts to that. So we can rest in the fact almost that we're never going to be able to do enough. Like, we can rest in the fact that we're 
we are human and we suffer and know that Jesus is going to suffer with us and he's going to protect us through it. Um, so I encourage you to carry that message with you and just to tell people how amazing our God is. And you can start with this story. It's a great place to start um, discipling and, and telling people. And don't think you're not qualified to tell people about Jesus because you are. He's destined you for greatness, which is something that I learned from my church, Crossland Community. Shout out. Love you. Anyways, um, that was a lot, uh, but it needed to be shared. And I hope that my words uh, touched someone because ultimately they're not my words. They're Jesus's words. And they were just spoken out of my mouth hole. Uh, anyways, I gotta go pick Peter up from the airplane that he is probably flying on in like 30 minutes and then boom, gonna land. So I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. Bernard loves you. I love you. Jesus loves you. And that's life. 